You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Anniversary last Saturday, but settle in on what is, mind you, a glorious weather day. The last two days, and I guess three if you want to incorporate today into that conversation, have been nothing short of phenomenal. It's sunny. It's warm. It's just great. So enjoy the day. Go out, do your errands, pick up your little bagel and your your cup of coffee, put the feet up. Maybe sit outside today. Maybe throw us on the smart speaker. Just say play 98.7 ESPN and listen to the show that way on the little Alexa, right? I mean, you have many different options on the car radio, out in your smart speaker, put it on your phone. I mean, stream it live. Whatever you want, you can do it. We are here for the next three hours leading up to noon. That's when Anita Marks takes down a little show. Well, baby show till 1230 and the Knicks pregame. And then it's what the Knicks and the Hornets today uh, from the Garden. The Knicks and the, the Celtics tomorrow from the Garden. So here and we'll get to the Knicks pretty heavy today. 800-919-3776. Um, here's how it works out for the Knicks. Knicks have to win today. Root for Milwaukee tonight to beat Miami. Win tomorrow. And you have yourself a nice tidy four seed. That, that, that is the best avenue to getting the four seed if you're the Knicks. You win two. Milwaukee helps you out a little bit tonight, which is, which is distinctly possible. And, and here's the thing. You know, it's oh, you're, you're gambling and the, the degenerate and all these things. No. But I think, I think you look at the spreads. You look at the numbers to kind of see the expectations. And the spread on that Miami-Milwaukee game right now, Milwaukee's actually a, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So there is a real chance that Milwaukee uh, would win that game. Now, I don't, I don't know that Milwaukee has a lot to play for. In fact, I know they don't have a lot to play for. But, no, oh, in fact, the spread has shifted now. I'm looking. It's Miami minus two. But still, I don't think anybody would be surprised if Milwaukee won that game. So if Milwaukee goes out, tries to play, tries to win, they do. Knicks win today. Knicks win tomorrow. So there's three things. There's three options that you need, okay? Knicks win today, 1 o'clock, right here, 98.7 ESPN. Miami loses to Milwaukee tonight, step two. And then finish it off beating Boston at home 1 o'clock again tomorrow right here on 98.7 ESPN. That's your easiest route to getting the four seed. But here's the thing, and I want to get it to the Knicks in in a moment. I want to quickly touch on the Yankees and the Mets and a couple of things with that. Firstly, Yankees, That's honestly, I'm not making fun of anything. That's a really good win for the Yankees because you started to have that idea of, oh, my God, they're going to lose again to Baltimore. You know, starting pitching was not great. Uh, Can't hit. There's real issues here. And I know you're going to win the division. I don't think you worry about that. And, and then the injuries are happening, right? Hicks is, is now banged up, and God knows. Uh, it's funny. I, I heard the, um, the issue with Hicks. So I guess it's a, a tendon on the wrist. He could be out for a couple of days. He could be out for the entire season. They're getting him medication if it works and, and, and calms down, I guess, the swelling and, and the pain. He could come back. Otherwise, miss the entire year. So that's an issue. Then right before the game, we find out that uh, Stanton has a quad issue. He can't play. And all of a sudden, you start to have that, oh, God, here we go again, right? Uh, at least that's what I do. Here we go again. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Hicks. And I said to Ty before the show, listen, he's a body. He's a, he's a good defensive center fielder. I, I, for me personally, I know he's a switch hitter. I know they love that. They put him in the three hole. If Aaron Hicks is out for the year, I don't think it's a monumental loss. But regardless, you, just, you don't want to start losing bodies sitting here in mid-May. But that Urshela at-bat in the seventh inning, was it really, it was a great at-bat. It was a great at-bat. It's funny because he hit the ball, 
And my first thought was center field is going to make that play no problem. And it carried and it carried and it carried. And it leaves the yard. Three-run homer. Yankees pen. They do what they do. And they get out of Baltimore the 5-4 win yesterday. Herman on the mound uh, later today for the Yankees. So Yankees injury-wise, I think you have some concerns. Certainly good win for them last night. Again, it doesn't feel like they're great right now, but they're good enough that they're, they're winning games. Um, terrible loss for the Mets last night. You know, listen, losing to Tampa is no embarrassment. You know, Tyler Glass now is very good. The matchup favored Tampa, but you led 2-0. Peterson was filthy. You led 2-0 in, into the eighth. Then he allows the solo homer. Then May comes in. He gets himself into trouble, allows the double down the line, tied it two. Then you go to the bottom of the ninth, one out. He comes in. He, he uh, Loop comes in, strikes out the batter, two outs, bottom nine, first pitch. Uh, Brett Phillips, base hit, Mets lose on a walk-off. So really frustrating from the Mets' standpoint. But it, it, again, it's hard to destroy the Mets when they've played so well of late. And it's another good start uh, from one of their guys, and that's Peterson last night. So, you know, DeGrom, I guess, three yesterday. He's not far off from being back. So, again, it's frustrating. It's a, it's a bad loss because you had a 2 nothing lead on the road against a team that really can't hit, and you lose it by the score of 3-2. to two. So we'll get into a little bit more baseball as the morning progresses through. Uh, hockey postseason starts. Uh, Washington and Boston start later tonight. Then the Islanders uh, tomorrow morning, actually, 11.30, it gets started over on 10.50 a.m. against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh won 6 of 8 from the Islanders during the regular season. I actually think the Islanders win that series, but we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, during the course of the show later on. I-, I wanted to start with the Knicks, and I want to kind of get your phone calls on the Knicks at 800-919-3776. A- and-, and that is this. And I'm probably as guilty as anybody when it comes to doing this. And I can never... I can never enjoy the moment. And I'm, like, just awful when it comes to, to the Giants in this. The Giants will be end of three. Now, this has been years since I've I felt like this, but, like, end of three quarters up by 14, and instead of, like, really wrapping my arms around the moment and saying, this is a, this is a good win, right, and, and, and going to the finish line and, and winning that game and then thinking about the, 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 the enjoyment and, and you won the game and it's, it's, a, it's a week of hard work that, you know, puts itself out into a victory and now you're, you know, three and three or whatever the case may be. It's always, all right, end of the third quarter, they're going to win this game. That's what they should do. Boom, move on. What do they have coming up next week? And I think that a lot of people, and I think that a lot of sports fans, don't enjoy appropriately the moment. And I, I think that the Knicks fan, instead of looking ahead and saying, you know, if we lose to Atlanta, it's a massive disappointment. And if we, if we play Milwaukee, we have no chance. And if we go up against Brooklyn, you know, we'll wear them down, but we can't win that series. And... Uh, Miami is a team that we we strive to be like moving forward, but we're probably not going to be them. We lose sight of where we are in the moment. And this team is 39 and 31. And nobody thought that there was any chance of that happening this year. And I understand that as a season goes on, you adjust your expectations. I think we all adjust our expectations as the season goes on. But I, I think that in some ways we're unfair because – this, I mean, the expectation, and I go back to Vegas again, was 22 wins. The over-under was 22. They have a really good chance to win 40 games this season. So rather than sit here, and, and I do it myself. I mean, I, I start the show today saying, you know, if the, if the Knicks win two and, and Milwaukee beats Miami, now there's the four seed because that's what we do. We look ahead. We're never satisfied with the moment. But I think it's, it's a problem with all of us. 
And I think the Knicks more so now than almost any team you root for ever. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the fact that this team is, is good. Enjoy the fact that you're getting performances from Alec Burks. Enjoy the fact that Emmanuel Quickly has had a terrific rookie season. Enjoy the fact that Julius Randle has turned himself into a, you know, an, an all-NBA kind of player. Enjoy the fact that Tom Thibodeau has come here and completely changed the culture. Enjoy the fact that Leon Rose has come here and changed everything the Knicks have looked like for the last almost two decades. Enjoy the fact. You know, sit back and say, my God, this is great. I don't know why. I guess I do, because no one's ever satisfied with where you are. You always have to look at, well, we could get the four seed. Well, we could have home court. Well, we can beat Atlanta. Well, I'd be disappointed if this. Well, if we stop. Stop. Enjoy the fact that the Knicks are relevant. Take a moment and realize that you were angry, or maybe you weren't, because they, they blew a game to the Lakers earlier this week. That's great. You know what it means? It means you're alive. It means you're not a Knicks fan and you're not apathetic. It means you don't look in the Knicks and say, all right, I'll watch him. Why? Because I have to. Because I'm a Knicks fan and, and I feel an obligation. No. It's the first time in how long that you watch the Knicks because you actually want to. Because you're intrigued. Because they're entertaining. Because they're fun. Because it's an obligation and it's enjoyable at this moment. And I don't think people do it very well. And I'm not saying I do. But I really don't. And I wanted to spend a couple minutes today just to, to look at the fact that they're relevant, that they matter, that the NBA is taking notice. And the bigger picture for me at 800-919-3776, I, I, I want to enjoy the moment for the Knicks with you. And what does that mean? The future is so bright. So, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that they're going to get out of the first round. I think that's unrealistic. I think the only real chance they have of getting out of the first round is if they play Atlanta. I don't think they're going to beat Miami. I don't think they're going to beat Brooklyn. I don't think they're going to beat Milwaukee. But you know what? It's okay. Why? Because we talked to Jay Williams yesterday morning on DCR at 530. And he said he talks to all his buddies around the NBA. And all of a sudden, the idea of being a free agent or an unhappy superstar somewhere and the Knicks is a realistic option, is just that. It's, oh, you know what? The Knicks, they're relevant, they're good, they play hard, they're well coached. I'm interested in going there. It's all changed. So like I say to start the show, enjoy the moment. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means postseason. Yeah, of course we'll watch. Yeah, of course we'll be disappointed. Yeah, of course you want to see your team win. But enjoy the moment of where we are with the Knicks. And I don't think we do it enough. 800-919-3776. Let's enjoy the moment together, shall we? It's the Knicks. It's relevancy. It's an important weekend. I mean, don't you want to watch the Knicks today or listen to the Knicks on 98.7 at 1 o'clock? Root for them. Get a win. And be all energized for Miami-Milwaukee tonight at 8 o'clock? Just the fact. I mean, you're alive. You're not 17 and 52 and saying to yourself, well, if we lose four out of five, we get an extra ping pong ball. No, it doesn't exist now. It's different, and it's phenomenal. 800-919-3776. We'll get into the baseball. We'll get into the NFL schedules. Three schedules interest me the most this year in the NFL. I'll tell you what they are a little bit later. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. So we have June 15th, July 15th. We're less than four months away from the start of the NFL season, right? I mean, Jets, Panthers, and oh, how exciting is that game going to be? 
Wouldn't you love to see bad Sam Darnold? Zach Wilson goes out there, outduels Matt Rule. I mean, this is the coach-quarterback combination you could have had for a long time if you're the Jets, but you went in another direction. Giants, Broncos. My my only concern is that Aaron Rodgers winds up on on Denver, and then I would have a complete panic attack and fall apart. Uh, We'll get to the NFL a little bit later. This is typically the time of the show, and I know he's missed me terribly, that we bring in uh, you affectionately know him as the man from the Newhouse School of Communications, the wonderfully talented uh, Ty D. Butler. Good morning. Ty. Good morning, Davido. How are we? I, listen, I am very appreciative of you allowing me to be a part of, of the show every Saturday morning, basking in the glory of the Dave Rothenberg show, oh. which is why I need to be candid. I need to be transparent with you and the audience. Okay. I was hit this morning. Like machine gun, twenty-seven rounds by the allergies. The allergies are attacking me in a way that I've, I've never seen before. So you're gonna hear me sound nasally okay. all day. All so it's day. not it's not for lack of sleep. No, it's not that you've been on a bender and no. just getting back from Atlantic City. You are being hit hard by yes, the allergies. I, I am being absolutely abused. Do you know what you and I are now turning ourselves into? And what is that? My mother. Wow. We are now going to spend like the next three to five minutes just genuflecting and how bad the allergies are and, and we're all <laughs> congested and our eyes are watery and itchy and, and we've taken medicines and there's eye drops. And is this really the rabbit hole we want to go down? No, I'm j- I just want people to understand why my voice is compromised this morning. I think that and here's the thing with allergy sufferers. If you're an allergy sufferer, you hear Ty and I discuss this. You're like, oh, God, I, I know it. I feel so awful. I'm right there with you guys. Hang in there. Should get better soon. And if you're one of these horrendous people who don't don't have allergies, you have no understanding. You have no compassion. Yeah. It's always, you know what, suck it up, guys. It's really not that big a deal. No, and you're a horrendous person. We're sucking it up. I just want you to know that it is out in full force today, and it ain't my type of hype. Uh, I understand. That's I wouldn't say it right quite there. like that, but I do understand. It's a bar right there. You just missed it. I know you're not a big music guy, but that was a bar. Everyone who knows uh, full force, the, the group, they know what I was just saying. But uh, Everybody knows. Dave, uh, so I think today you need to be a a big Chicago Bulls fan. A Chicago Bulls fan? Yes, because you need to be rooting for the Nets to lose that game. If the Nets win this game today, they, they essentially wrap up the two seed. Right, They're not and then losing Milwaukee the, has nothing yes, to play Milwaukee has but nothing to play for. But here's, here's the tonight. thing. All three guys are going to be back for Brooklyn. There, yep. there is very little chance they're going to lose, lose that game. This very game. little chance, but you need to be hoping and praying that happens. Listen, I would like to see that happen. I would like to see Atlanta. I'm not. I'm not going to go nuts about this. I'm really not. I'm, like I said in the opening segment, Ty, I'm just. I'm enjoying this. You say moment. it now. You say that now. But once you get into that elite level competition, it's Game Five, series tied two two, and you've got a legitimate chance to advance. I don't think you're going to feel the same way. Where if you lose the game, you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to go nuts. I'm not going to go nuts. I'm, really I'm just not. enjoying it. I really feel like the Knicks are playing with house money right now. They I are. really do. They are, but I feel like the further you advance, the the more you become emotionally involved in the sense of you you don't you just don't feel like it's house money and you can just kind of dismiss those those feelings of wanting to to go out there and win these games. Look, uh, you know you you don't have opportunities all that often where where you're in the playoffs and you have a chance and you're competitive and especially if you're the Knicks, right? This is this is few and far between. You, you don't see this all that often. But I feel like this is just the the like the the beginning stages, the infancy stages of really good things are happening for this organization. So if you told me right now they win today, 
Milwaukee loses to Miami. Miami winds up with the, the four, Atlanta the five, and the Knicks the six, right? And then the Knicks realize that tomorrow. They lose the game. They finish with 40 wins, 40 and 32. Mm-hmm. And they lose in six games to Milwaukee. And at the end of the series, Milwaukee turns to, to you know them and the announcers and says, boy, you know what? We're, we're the better team, but we, we felt that. <laughs> I could see that happening. That's why I'm laughing. I'm chuckling because that is an exact scenario I can see unfolding. That's not going to be a six-game series. I think it'll either be a sweep or five. But well, whatever. My my point is, no, I get It's you. not. Uh, it's not. I'm not going to let it consume me right now. You. I'm into it. I love it. They're fun to watch. They're tremendously heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be that Knicks fan that if they lose the series in in five or get swept or whatever it is that that looks down on what this season has been. I, I think that is a horrendous take. I think it's a bad tact, and I think the Knicks fan has to be better. We don't, ha- so we don't have to. In other words, we don't have to yellow tape any treadmills. No. Okay. Good. No. In, in fact, you could turn the treadmill on because I might actually use it. Like they are, <laughs> they are. I mean, I, I can't tell you how uplifting and exciting this has been for me. I get it, but can I say this too? And I don't want to rain on any parades. Speaking of allergies, like this idea that we can just sneeze at the Atlanta Hawks. You know, assuming I said just- that this week. Uh, Carl, Carlin, who joined DCR for the entire week, and I don't know how much he heard, he, and he's really, really good and talented, he had some horrendous takes this week. <laughs> just, just horrendous takes. Because he said, if they lose to the Hawks, it would be a tremendous disappointment. And, and Rick and I, who don't agree all the time, we were like, wait, what? And he's like, a tremendous disappointment. And we're, Atlanta's a good team. Yes, they're Atlanta's higher in the standings for a reason. Atlanta's been playing some of the best basketball in the entire NBA. And then he... Killed the Knicks for their loss against the Lakers earlier this week, which, okay, fine. I don't agree. I still think the Lakers are talented and defensively they're really, really good. And the Knicks, yeah, they they blew a 10-point lead and no LeBron and Anthony Davis was compromised. They get it. But he killed them for that. And then they they come back from down 17 to San Antonio. And I said, what a great win. And he said, eh, whatever. (laughs) So, I mean, I just, I don't understand it. And that's the kind of fan that, and I guess he's not a Knicks fan, but that's the kind of person that frustrates me as we sit here right now. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. I don't think it would be a tremendous disappointment. It would just be funny that all the Knicks fans rooting for Atlanta, they didn't lose that series. But Atlanta's a really good team. I looked this up yesterday. Uh, they're the third best offense in the Eastern Conference right now, and the Knicks are great on defense. So it's going to be an excellent series. I think it goes six or seven. But Trey Young, for the mo- like Trey Young, is going to be the best player in the series. Like entering the series, he's the he's the best player. So no, it's not going to be a tremendous disappointment. It's one that you think you can win. But if they lose that series, you know you go into next year feeling good about yourselves. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, again, I I don't take think this- that, Carlin. I, yeah, what a terrible take, Carl. I don't think there's any pressure. I really don't. I, I don't think there's any pressure on the Knicks right now. You 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 don't want to embarrass yourselves, right? No. I, I mean, you you don't want to get swept away and lose every game by double digits. But you know what, Ty? I don't think they will. Like, I, I would be absolutely stunned if that happened to this team and this organization right now. I was that, just that's not ask who they you, are. What would be the—so now you say you won't be disappointed. What is the worst thing that can happen that would lead you to be disappointed? If they just get embarrassed in the postseason. By any team. Yeah. I mean, if you if you get hammered by Milwaukee in four games, now, embarrassed? I don't know that I'd be embarrassed. I'd be disappointed. But if the Knicks get swept by Milwaukee and every game comes down to a possession or two in the fourth quarter, uh, I can live with that. You lose to Atlanta in five. I'd be, I'd be, well, I'd have to see how those games okay. played out. I would be disappointed in that, yes. Okay. I got if you. you. Lose, if, now, I'll tell you what, if you lose to Atlanta in seven, 
and it's a close, competitive, back and forth, nail biting seven game series. That's a rough one. There's nothing wrong, but there's, there's, there's not a, it, it's not an embarrassing no, not loss embarrassing. of the series. That's not embarrassing, but it's rough. Like it's hard to recover from that. You I don't see, think I don't so? agree with that. As a fan or as, as as a member of the organization? No, no, no. As a fan. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time. But again, I, I'm not going to let whatever – because, listen, is it fair to say the season is not going to end in a championship? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> I am I am not going to let however this season ends, which you have, imagine will be losing a playoff series, right? Yeah. I'm not going to let that damage what this, this team did during no, the regular season. No, it's not going season, to damage And the future it. as well. But I, I will say this because you, you just illustrated an excellent scenario. So it's game seven – very competitive fourth quarter. You're up by five and then lose it. It's, that's going to take a while for you to recover nah, from that. I don't, th- I I don't think agree. So. I'd be disappointed in the moment. I'd be disappointed, and I think pretty quickly, like the next day or two, I would I would look big picture and reflect back and look at what the future holds. I think. And, and you can will... you argue with me? The future is tremendously bright. It is. It is. You got to add some more talent because I don't know that Julius Randle can be the best player on no, a, of course a serious not. And, contender. And listen, you can have your pick. You're going to have Dallas's pick. You're going to have money to spend. I mean, I'm just waiting for De'Aaron Fox. I'm waiting for Damian Lillard. I'm waiting for one of these type of guys to say, you know what? I'm not staying here anymore. I'm done. I'm done. And then the Knicks swoop in and say, come play with us. <laughs> for the first time in For the first God time in forever. For the first time in forever. All right. Here's what I'd like to do. By the way, uh, have you gotten a call for Stump Rothenberg yet? Nine twelve, my friend. Are you serious? Nine twelve. But kind of saying a tongue in cheek. Yeah. To be fair, and usually that would annoy me, just because if you consider yourself a a big fan of the show, an aficionado, yeah, like some would say, you you know a a guru, you you understand that the segment happens at ten thirty, right? But this guy, you can tell he he was new. He heard you teasing the segment, and he was just really excited about it. So he's gonna. He was new. He was new to like the the world, or he was new to the to new the to show the or? world. New to the world. Really? So it was a baby. Call. Yes, a, like a, baby. A, like a newborn. Yes, a newborn. Uh-huh. He, uh, first words out of his mouth. Stump really? Rothenberg. Yes. Oh, that's terrific. But he said he's gonna call back at ten thirty. So okay. hopefully he can get. There. He shouldn't wait till ten thirty though. Well, no, maybe about ten, 10 fifteen. Right, ten fifteen, ten seventeen, ten twenty, somewhere in that range. Sure. Uh, how do you think we're gonna do today, Stump Rothenberg? Uh I don't know. You had two weeks off, so I'm feeling like. Are you going to bring your mom on to to co-host the segment with you? No, no, no. Okay, you had that. Does that kind of thing happen? Yeah, I, I heard that was a thing last week. So just I didn't know if this was like a new rule we're going to add to the no. segment. Okay. No, because then you'd hear all about allergies. <laughs> we don't want that. No, we don't want that. No. So how do you think I'm going to do? Uh, so if we. You expect big things today. I, I say we'll we'll bat eight hundred. Wow, that's a lot of pressure now. So you think you think like a four and one? Yeah. An eight and two? Yes. Now you're incorporating the where do they go to going. college part of it keep as well. Keep going. Eight, eight, eight and two. Let's let's see how how high you can go. I can go twelve and three. Okay. I can go sixteen and four. Wow, I can pretty... continue to do this. I'm not I'm not a moron. You know. <laughs> uh, the college portion of the segment does help you. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes the numbers look better. But that's why we don't do the the whole fifteen minutes worth of that. We'll, that's right. We'll save that. For we, like, we've dumbed what? it down. So so you get the first full segment, Stump Rothenberg. The next two thirds of the segment, Stump Rothenberg. The final couple of moments, rapid fire. Where did this guy go to college? I All right, eight hundred. I feel good. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Every single time this morning, Ty, I've wanted to be like, and this is DCR on 98.7, but it's not. Well, DCR. you jinxed yourself because a couple of weeks ago you were praising yourself for never having done that. I never have. 
but and I still gonna, did, I, and I still did not today. It's I'm just going saying that it's so ingrained in my head that every single time we come back, I just want to say like, again, it's DCR, but I can't do that. Speaking of DCR, about know. what a week or so ago, about eight days, not about eight days ago, I mm-hmm. was filling in for Ray, and I do got to say, man, not, I do, I do got to say, <laughs> I do have to say, uh, I'm not thrilled with the the Brooklyn I mean came out. Not thrilled with having to wake up at two thirty a.m. Oh, really? But the you did show, it one morning. You did it. Yeah, the show yeah, it was, must have been tough for you that one morning. Uh, I mean, listen, you get to sit there and roll out of bed and do a show and then go back to sleep. So stop. I'm exactly going to feel sorry for you. But um, the show was fantastic. I had a blast. You guys do an excellent job. Five five a to eight a every weekday. It's fun. Yeah. Monday to Friday, right here on. I love it. It's it's great camaraderie. You you laugh. You joke. You, you laugh. You cry. It's like all the emotions you could possibly want. You laugh. Like you laughed during the first segment, of you course. cried. You cried uh, at seven fifteen. You did. Right? You 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 wept. You you emote. Right? I mean, you have everything. Like you, you laughed. You cried. You you thought about yourself. You thought about your future. Like that's what we bring to the table. And you guys just make fun of each other for three hours. Mm-hmm. Like we found out, you know, Rick's got some some fatal character flaws. Tremendous character he, flaws. One of them was he agreed to officiate a wedding and then. 10 minutes beforehand just bowed out. out that's right so yeah i, I wanted to just he's come performing on he's performing rj's wedding by the way at the I, end of I, august i hear this and i'm which, excited which about has it. has me in a way by the way but, well because you feel like you should have been an option as well yeah absolutely first but, of all i think i'd be better second of all i think i'm closer <laughs> with a, what you'd be better at a hundred percent i love that anytime someone else gets shine you have to immediately compare yourself to them well, I think that's what life is about. I don't I, think, I think so. I, I think I would have. Well, let me ask you: Who do you think would officiate the wedding better, me or or Rick? I think that Rick, because of because of him being such an entertainer, and like the inappropriate entertainment, I I think he'd be better. But but you just said something that that needs reflection here: the inappropriate entertainer. Yeah. God God forbid he's up there with RJ and Ange, and they're about to uh, you know get married, and he says something inappropriate. That you can never walk back from that. I love the use of God forbid. Good job out of you there. Um, yeah, you can never, you can never walk back. From, I, I think he'll be fine. I, I'm, I'm excited. I've been invited be, to. This I, I agree with you. He'll, he'll be fine. I would have been sensational. Uh, but, but just be happy for him. Root for him. Give him I'll, some, some point. Have you been Rick? ordained? I, I would get ordained. Yeah, but you haven't been ordained. But I, but I would be. So maybe that's why you've been disqualified. You I wasn't he, even asked. Yeah, be because he I wasn't know, even an option. He knows that you have not been ordained before. So I could get ordained in ten minutes. Yes, but he wanted get ordained to, on like the back of a match. He card. wanted to go with someone much more experienced. It's a big day for RJ and Ange, and he doesn't want to go with some novice, some neophyte, so, some novice who who there's a good chance just doesn't show up or calls you <laughs> ten minutes before the wedding and says, you know what, I can't do it. It's a good point, but listen, I, I'm not gonna sit here and, and be critical of RJ. It, it's the biggest day of his life. He went with someone he felt comfortable that you know they were gonna right, do and a that's good why job. I feel a way about it that he has more belief. That in Rick, then he doesn't. You make. know what you need to focus on? Just focus on showing up to the wedding on time and, and looking presentable. Because we know sometimes your fashion choices. No, uh, I'm going to I'm going to wear a nice suit. As I'm going to look sensational. As opposed to an ugly suit. Sure. Okay. Well, I, I, all right. Yes. Here we go. Good Thursday morning. This is what you can get. It is not the Wednesday that Dave hates. It is the Thursday. A lot to get into today. Start of the second half for the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Could. Could you imagine he opens the wedding I hope like he does. that? I hope I honestly I hope he does. I hope he opens the wedding in similar fashion and this will be all on RJ. But 
So you're rooting against the success of the RGNA and Sue Yeah, see, it's a good point. I, I don't know. I'm torn. Now, nah, like I don't think in, you should be invited. I think it, your privileges should be revoked. In one way, I'm hoping for an epic failure. And in another way, I think that would be mean, and I hope that it goes really smoothly. Yeah, but so you're, I, I get what you're doing. You're rooting against Rick, but in rooting against Rick, you're right. also rooting Correct. against you're RJ right. and You're right. But I, I'd say, you know what I would love? I would love for Rick to get there and be like, listen, there's too much pressure. I can't deal with this. You do it. <laughs> and I say, I got you, RJ. <laughs> I, and just, I step in and I take over. You come in like Magic Johnson. In yeah, the I, I, come, I come in like Mariana Rivera, out of the bullpen, you know, just trotting in from, from, You're just such a selfish guy is what I'm learning. Me? And by learning, I, I learned that four years ago. But no, now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a giver. No, I, I am here for the people. What? Because you're you're making RJ's wedding about you. It, the day could not be more or, or less about you than it is, and you're finding a way to make it solely about yourself. It, it's incredible. The great Jim Barry on Twitter says, Dave Rothenberg is not a novice at anything. He's a neophyte. No. You, you honestly, you don't think I would perform a sensational wedding? I think you would, but again, that that is like a, the least important thing happening on Not that to day. Me. Matters to me. It it shouldn't. But what matters to you should be them having a successful wedding. You know, the weather cooperates, the food is good. What does the weather matter? Well, you don't it's want a, it's an indoor wedding. I get it, but still, like it, it sets the, a tone. It, it's raining. You, you don't want that to. You don't. But want it's great conversation if it's pouring. Like you come in from the, the chill and the rain of outside. You're like, Woof, really coming down. Out no, there. because it deters people from going. No, there would be some. Have people. you ever? Have you ever just not shown up at a wedding? You've responded. Not yes me. To? Not me. But I'm, there are people like that no. out there. Come on, stop it. You think you think that there are people that they look outside and they're like, uh. Looks like we're going to get rain. Let's not go to the wedding. It's like a thunderstorm. What people do you know? It's not about people that – you don't think those kind of people exist in the world? No. 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 Not a little bit. You think there are people out there that they're – okay, let me shower. I'm going to shave. I'll meet you out in front in in 10 minutes. And all of a sudden they walk to the front. They're dressed to the nines. They have their cologne on. The woman has the perfume. She looks beautiful. Little handbag, nice shoes. And they look up like, ugh. Getting dark, cloudy. You know what? Let's let's just bag this one. Have no, some pizza. And watch I think a movie. The no, de- people don't do that. I think the decision would be made prior to getting ready. Like you see that it, it looks terrible outside. You know what? I'm just gonna sit this one out. Rain check. And you think I'm a bad guy? I, I'm not saying I would do that. I would never do that. I would. I mean, we plates we could are being have a paid tropical for. Storm end of August, and I will be there for the nuptials. Listen, of I just had a wedding two years ago. I I know all that goes into it, and, and the person who decides because it happened to me. People who decide. I, I received text messages that day. Sorry, Ty, I'm not going to be able to make it. You You're did? now dead to me. Yes, those are hard. I'm not exaggerating. Horrible people. Not- Unless listen, Dad just rushed to the hospital. No. Heart attack. You know what? I totally get it. Sorry, can't make it. Yeah, that's a bad person. And I don't want to say messages. It was one person who did that to me. I, I never responded to that message. No. And have you talked to the person since? Nope. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's how me. close were you to this person? Well, so here's the thing. Like you, you realize, like if the if the wedding were to happen tomorrow, that the list would be completely different. That guy would not even come close to being on the list. Not even come close. I don't blame you. That's that's not something that that's you're a doing. bad guy. Horrible decorum. What, what did he What did he say? Sorry, I can't come. Like, he just, was there an excuse? No excuse. Well, the excuse didn't really matter. No, well, no, no I think the excuse. I, I think if the excuse was you know was in a horrible car accident and can't make it. Yeah, but it. he would have said that. That would have been in the text message. 
So clearly think. this was so something what, that... So what, was there an excuse or no? No, there wasn't. There was, so it was just, sorry, Ty, can't make it today. Yeah, hey, sorry, wow. man. Like, uh, congratulations, good luck, but I can't make it today. Wow. So little does he realize that you paid for him and probably his guest as well. It's You know, some people don't have that, that kind of... That is, that, that, that is uncouth is what they say. Uncouth. Love that word. Uncouth. Wow, that's a terrible... Wow. I- I'm shocked that you even had that person in your life at all. <laughs> it's not as bad as someone telling me they couldn't... Uh, they couldn't postpone their trip to Disney World. Really? Yeah. Not as bad as that one. Now, hang on a second. Because <laughs> I know you take taking shots at me, but I did nothing wrong. We had a, a trip to Disney planned. Okay. You invited me to the wedding, and I said we couldn't make it. Well, you I mean, you said that you attempted to postpone the, we- uh, the vacation, but we I don't did. know how true that is. You know what? I don't need so you were to act- sit here. So you were actively trying to postpone this vacation. What went we into We wanted that? to push it back to the Monday. I think your wedding was on a Sunday it afternoon was. or evening. Yeah, yes. So we tried to push it back to How did Monday. you try? What went into this trying? You know what? I'm not going to sit here and have you grill me. <laughs> you on thought my own about solo it. You asked your wife, like, hey, you that know, is we the, should do yeah. this. Like, I, I just turned to Cher. Hey, Cher, you want to go Monday? Nope. Sorry, Ty. Can't do it. No. <laughs> there was efforts. Airlines were called. And I don't appreciate the tone you're using at this very moment. I don't know. Ty's I been holding that it. one in. I don't know. You can for, tell. You, you know, Mike, for years, <laughs> for years, Almost he's been holding years. that one in. Almost you're a, two years. You're, you are a, a questionable guy at best. It's just so funny because the same thing happened with the Gordon. So I assume you guys were taking this trip together. It was the same thing. He said, "Listen, you know, wifey and I are going to Disney. Sorry, we can't make it. We tried." See, I think to I have a better excuse. We we were going with friends. How how is that a better excuse? Because now you have to change tickets for multiple oh, people. Come on, they can I, go without. Do, you know they what? can go without you. I, I don't, they don't, I don't need want, you to I, be on this thing, vacation. The last thing that's going to happen is you're going to guilt me into not going to the wedding. You should have been listen, there. You should have been there. I, I would have loved to been there. I would have loved to have been there. We couldn't make it work. I'm excited for the baby. I'll tell you that. By the way, the vows, outstanding. I mean, I nailed it. Absolutely. Did you write your own it. vows? Of course. Come on, what do you think this is? I wanted to do nailed that. Sherry it. wouldn't do that. Why wouldn't she allow you to do that? She, well, she just she didn't want to do it. She said we, we, we talked to the rabbi, and he kind of, you know, gave our vows for us. She no, no, I wanted to. You, you got to customize this thing. I agree. It, it, it comes from the heart. It, it's more emotional, more sentimental, more personal. I, I agree with you. you I know. think she didn't want the, the big, st- like, like already we're on the big stage, and now the bigger stage, I don't think she wants <laughs> She didn't trust you. No, I would have been great. Please, me? Perform weddings, involved in weddings. I'm great at weddings. I love weddings. Yeah, not. I'm not- a terrific wedding guest. I'll tell you what, if, I, if I'm not performing at the Santillo wedding, I will be drunk out of my mind by the time they, they agree to marry each other. <laughs> you're not good enough to be an efficient, but you're, you're good enough to do everything else. I'm going to test, test, test all the alcohol they have at this thing <laughs> just to make sure it's not poison. Before what do you, you, what do you mean you you're great? Involved. So uh, am I expecting to see you on the dance floor? A little Dougie action? On the dance floor? I'm going to be in the middle. Nice. Oh, yeah. You were oh. at the bar mitzvah. That's right. I was very impressed. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you don't have a ton of rhythm, but— No, yeah. no, not a ton. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you were out there. At least trying. I tried. <laughs> you tried, right? I made the effort. You did. So All right. Let's get to it. Not, not the same could be said about you trying to get to my wedding, but it's okay. We we live and we learn. You got to let that go. And Mike, you're you're 100 right. Like he's had this in the chamber for years, years and years, and finally he just let loose in a barrage, an attack on this May the 15th. Let's go to um, let's go to San Diego, where the weather might be better than it is here. Mike in San Diego, you're on 98.7. Dave, how you doing, man? Uh, What's going on, Mike? How are you? Uh, good, good, man. Just, you know, 
I want to talk about how delusional we can be as Knicks fans. Like, do we not remember how this se- how we came into this season? How they called us out for only 21 wins or whatnot? Like, why can't we just enjoy the ride, see where it's going, and just ride into the sunset? It's going to be a great season, and it's going to be a great future, and let's just run with that. Well, I think that most Knicks fans look at the big picture and say it's been a great season. Um, the future is very bright, but uh, some of them get wrapped up in the minutia of where we are, and they, they have these visions of grandeur of, you know what, we, why can't we beat Milwaukee, and why can't we beat Philadelphia, and there's no reason we can't go on a run, and we should be able to beat an Atlanta, and, and you lose your composure because they've been so good this season. I try to be more realistic, and, and I think that's the tack that I've taken here. But listen, I understand. Knicks fans are very excited, and sometimes you lose your composure when that happens. Yeah, I agree, but it, again, it's just like, before we get wrapped too much wrapped into it, it's just, listen, enjoy the ride. After the pain and suffering we just went through the last 10, 12 years, enjoy it. RJ looks like he's going to be a stud. Yep. Julius Randle's playing on a worldly level. And, you know, we're just we're basically a good point guard away from being a contender for, you know, the future going on forward. Yeah, listen, I agree, and that's what I'm doing. I'm looking big picture. It's the same thing with the Rangers. Now, somehow, and I don't know how this happened, the Knicks are further along than the Rangers are in their rebuild, but it's the same thing with the Rangers. They had a good season. You can see the future is very, very bright, and there's no reason to not be excited about it. And Obviously, uh, James Dolan felt differently and you know, got rid of everyone in a position of power and gave it all to Chris Drury, but I felt the same way about the Rangers. Listen, you have to enjoy when you know you're not going to win a championship. And you know that the few, and you're not at the end of a, of an era where you're trying to win, and you're at the infancy stages of it. Enjoy it, enjoy it. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Now listen, if the Knicks are game seven against Miami, up by ten with a minute to go, and they and they get outscored twelve one in the final, you know, minute twelve. Yes, you know that's different. But realistically, there's very little that can happen in the postseason where I'm going to lose my mind when it comes to this team. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Stump Rothenberg, part two. Victor Silva tweets in, Ty. People say Jeopardy, Family Feud, Price is Right, greatest game shows of all time. Stump Rothenberg laps these shows. You cannot ever change my mind Victor Silva on the Twitter people love Stump Rothenberg absolutely adore it let's continue along at 4-1 Sal in Duchess Sal you're next up on Stump Rothenberg good morning guys here we go here we go NFL yeah who was the only NFL player to win the offensive Player of the Year and the and uh, Super Bowl in the same year. Who was the only player to win Offensive Player of the Year and a Super Bowl in the same year? There's only one. That I mean, that's what I you know that's what they said. I, I find that very hard to believe. Really hard to believe. Um... Offensive Player of the Year after. I I tell you, you can look it up, or Ty can look it up. I find this very difficult to believe. So this guy won a, a Super Bowl, and he was NFL Offensive Player in the Year of the Year. Yep, in the same year. In the same year. Yeah, the only one to ever do it in the same year. Um, 
I'll say Kurt Warner. Hello. Let me know if it's your final, then I'll tell you. I think I think ninety nine Kurt Warner won. He definitely won the Super Bowl, and he he uh yeah I'm gonna say Kurt Warner. Okay, now what happens if I tell you nineteen seventy seven? There's no way that this is correct, but go ahead. 77, so you're going to tell me it's it's who? Tony Dorsett. I, 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 for, from the jump tie, I don't, I don't think that that's accurate at all. Can you, can you, can you look that up? I will. There, there, now, first of all, what, what are we using as the, the NFL um, Offensive Player of the Year? I guess or, or, AP. All right, so, so look that up. You're telling me that the only time the, the AP Offensive Player of the Year won the Super Bowl was in 77. Would you agree with me that that seems a little fishy Yes, yeah, it seems odd. It seems a, a very, very sketchy. Marshall so, Falk won it in uh, 99, though. All right, so but but there's no way that, that it's uh, that that's the only time. At least, at least I'd be surprised. Uh, all right, so we'll say that's 4-2 and two for now. Maybe we'll, we'll remedy that, correct that as we move along. Dion and Queens, uh, not a great question either, by the way. Uh, Dion, you're next up on Stuff Rothenberg. Hey, Dave, how are you? Great. I am going Mets history. Okay. There have been three mascots in the history of the Mets franchise. One being Mr. Met. Yeah. The other, Mrs. Met. What is the name of the third mascot? So, so obviously, these are the most recent. And there was one prior. And that was the original mascot. Didn't they have a beagle? Like a dog originally? I will say no with that. No no dog. No? No dog. I thought they did. Um... Then I, I don't I don't know. That's I thought I thought the original mascot was uh was like a trained beagle. But okay. You tell me I'm wrong on that? Um, yes. The um the original obviously was Mr. Met. Um he appeared in nineteen sixty three on like programs and scorecards and he became a live uh costume character in sixty four. But the third mascot was Metal the Mule. From 1976 to 1979. All right, Ty, I'm going to need you to look that up because I could have sworn the Mets had a, a, a beagle as a mascot at one point. So I, I need two checks from you right now. I need the NFL Offensive Player of the Year Super Bowl, and I need the Mets mascot history. Do you have this within your purview? Can you do this kind of stuff? Yes, I'm, I'm on it. All right, I appreciate that. Let's get to uh, let's get to another question here. Let's get to um, Mel... Well, does Mel have a question or he just wants to defend me here? Don't go to Mel. So where, where are we? Are we going to part two now? Are we going to the college edition? All right. Let's go to Dwayne in Jersey. Dwayne, you stumped me round one. We're going to go back to you round two, college edition. Okay. This one is in the NFL. Okay. And this is um, Washington football special teams greatest player, Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell also played for the New York Football Giants, you know. Exactly. And Philadelphia. Yeah, and he's now a uh, 
a um, radio host. Radio host down in D.C. It actually hosted with my with my buddy for a number of years. He he went to Southwestern Louisiana. You got it. Yeah, where in fact he was a quarterback um, in college. All right, so that's that's another one that's correct. Let's um, let's go to Sal and Duchess. Sal, you're on the um, on the college version now of Stump Rothenberg. Okay, I'm gonna go with. B.J. Armstrong. Iowa. You got it. He played for Dr. Tom Davis at the University of Iowa. Uh, all right, Ty, where, where are we here now? Give me some updates. Give me some, some research. Give me, give me where we are. All right, so I'm still doing research, but I did find um, the, the question, Homer the Beagle was a, was a mascot for the Mets. So I'm right with that. You are right with that. All right, so give, there you go. And how about the uh, NFL I'm offensive? I'm still player in the process of looking that up, so okay. we'll we'll it's a, a TBD on that one. Okay, we'll, we'll so have so it. take that out of the equation. What's our standing for the day? Uh, I got to do some math here. So you have it, math to do. <laughs> yeah, I've all do right. Do you want to give me your rapid fire here? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Uh, only three right now. Uh, Mike, are you going to play in this uh, portion of Stump Rothenberg as well? I have one. Okay. All right. All right. So let's go, Jason Terry. University of Arizona. Correct. Five and five and two. Uh, Luke Ridnour. University of Oregon. Wow, okay. Six and two. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Now you're talking about the NBA player, Reggie Jackson. <laughs> yes, the NBA player. Not, Clippers. Not, not the Arizona State. Uh, Reggie Jackson, I believe, went to Boston College. There you go. There we go. What do we say? Seven and two, six and two. No, how, how am I getting two. all these right? And I, my record doesn't go up. Seven and two. I'm sorry, seven and two. Now I gotta, I gotta do some research on the, on the offensive player that you. Now, question. do you have the Beagle in- incorporated into the seven? That and two brings record. us to eight and two. Eight and two. Eight all and right. Two pending one question. Mike, you have a, a where did I go to college question? Michael Ruffin. Michael Ruffin. That's a good one. Big man, Michael Ruffin. Did he? Go to God, I can picture him. Did he go to Tulsa? That's correct. Yes, yes. yes. You have another one? That was nice. That was tough. Only one a week for me. Only one a week. All right, so we're done? We're done. Pending That's one. It. Pending one. All right, so I think I, I, I rebounded really well there. And, and you know what? My, and this is my biggest pet peeve in Stump Rothenberg. What's that? When a guy calls with a question, I answer it. He says I'm wrong. And then, in fact, I'm right. Yeah. That that is a major, major issue. All right, let's put a bow on it. That's Stump Rothenberg brought to you by Bet MGM Sports. Place your parlays, your props, and your future bets at the king of all sports books and get the app and do it today. And Stump Rothenberg also brought to you by, and this is important, the law offices of the great Andrew M. Cohen. Whether the issue is simple or complex, the law office of Andrew M. Cohen can help you achieve your needs through very careful yet very concise legal planning. Call 516-877-0595 or visit amcohenlaw.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Uh, doing a little housekeeping with Stump Rothenberg. Ty, what happened with that Offensive Player of the Year and, and Super Bowl winning Okay, so I, I think we had a little bit of a, a grammatical error. And what he meant was— He didn't put a comma in there? <laughs> he didn't put a comma. <laughs> uh. What he meant was the Offensive Rookie of the Year because Tony Dorsett was that in 77 when he won the Super Bowl. 
So it's a, it, the offensive rookie of the year that season wins the Super Bowl. So we're just going to nix that question because he asked it incorrectly and it just created some confusion. So we're just going to end you at 9-2, and two, meaning you go into next week at 165-42, and 42, which is outstanding. So, you, so I did better than you even thought I could do this week. Yeah. You, 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 thought, you thought I'd go just like 80%. Under a, just under a 90% clip there. How about that? I mean, you're fantastic. This is what you do. I am very good. Uh, Mike, Mike is saying, don't forget the Red Sox story. Don't forget the Red Sox story. I'm I will tell you good. that in a little bit. Uh, on the heels of just my my livid take on if you get married on a on a football Sunday, you're just a you're just a, a bad person, really. Let's hear it. No, I'm not ready to tell you the Red Sox story. Yeah, story but you all right, fine. It, it, I'll tell. I will tell you. We're just excited here back in the I studio. I understand, and, and I understand why you'd be excited, but I I have to tease it a little bit. I will tell you the Red Sox story. At 11.30 this morning, okay? Oh, come so you're going to make us wait 90 minutes to hear this story? It's 11.07. Yeah, but did you, you te- learn how to tell time? Dude, you teased it at 10 o'clock. I did not tease it at 10 yes, o'clock. Yes, you did. Te- no, stop it. Don't be a baby. That's- I will tell you the Red Sox story at 11.30 this okay, morning. Okay, fair. Fine. It's a, it's, a, it's a good story. It's a, it's a great job by you nailing the tease. Great job. This is, this is what you do. Because now we're hooked. We're in the studio That's trying to figure it out. You're not going to be able to figure out the Red Sox story. It's it's a very, very funny story. Um, All right, so let's get to just a little bit. Then we'll get to the baseball as well, Uh, the the local schedules. So we'll we'll look at the Giants schedule. And and I got to tell you, and I don't know if other Giants fans feel like this, but I am Giants number one, and I am whoever's playing the Bears number two every single game this season. And we had a very, I mean, it's a good conversation. I think she's excellent. Diana Rossini was on DCR this week, but. It was troubling because she said she looks at the Giants and sees a six-win kind of a team, and she doesn't have a lot of confidence in Daniel Jones. If the Giants are a six-win team and Daniel Jones is bad, the only saving grace is this, is that you're done with Daniel Jones. You'll have a new quarterback. You'll have had a horrible record if you're winning six or, or fewer games, and you have the Bears' number one pick. So you will have the ammunition to go get yourself a quarterback, but this, this Dave Gettleman era will be done. And will be an unmitigated disaster if Daniel Jones, who was the sixth pick in the draft, is really bad. So I want to run through the Giants schedule quickly. And I'm not going to go win-loss, win-loss. I just want to kind of run through it. They open up against um, against the Broncos. It's a, it's a 425 game, uh, September the 12th, that opening Sunday, of which you should not be getting married. Then on a short week, the Giants go to Washington to play Mike's um, football team. And I, I listen, I, the Giants always beat Washington, so I, I'm not all that fearful of that. And and I don't trust Ryan Fitzpatrick at all. Then they host the Falcons. They're at the Saints, which is not the same kind of game. Uh, at the Cowboys, which is difficult. And then, you know, Carlin, so strangely, had the Giants at 6-3 and three to start the season. It had them really falling apart late stages because he said, look at this daunting schedule in the final what, one, two, three, four, five, six weeks of the season. See, I don't see this as a daunting schedule. I really don't. So November 28th which I have to imagine is the the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, the Giants host the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to stink. I like the Giants in that game, right? Then they go to Miami. They take on the Dolphins. Not an easy game. They probably lose that game. Then they go to the Chargers. Okay, another tough game. Then they're home for the Cowboys. There's no reason the Giants, late December, frigid temperatures here in New York, can't beat the Cowboys in that game. And then they go to Philadelphia day after Christmas. I think the Giants win that game. Then they go to the Bears to take on Chicago. I like them there as well. And then they host Washington last game of the season. So this idea that you have the Eagles twice, and I don't think the Eagles will be very good. At Miami is very tough. At the Chargers should be tough. 
home to the Cowboys will probably be a monster game. At the Bears, I don't think is horrendous. And then home to Washington to end the season. I'm sorry. I don't look at the Giants' schedule and say that's a horrible end of the season. I don't. I, I Listen, they have a couple games that you look at and you say you're probably not going to win that game. All right. They have home to the Rams, a game you're probably not going to win. They have at the Chiefs on a Monday night, which is a game that I, I think you'd say they're, they're certainly not going to win. And then you have at Tampa Bay which I don't feel as strongly as I do with the Kansas City game, but odds are the Giants are not going to win that game on a Monday night as well. Other than that, I, why can't the Giants win any of these games? And, and this idea that, that, you know, like Diana says, they're a six-win team. Maybe See, but here's the thing. I don't think I'm misjudging it because I think I'm pretty fair when it comes to the Giants, and I think I look at it pretty rationally when it comes to this team, and, and I don't look at this season and, and look at this team and say this is a six-win team. Their defense was good last year. Their defense is what kept them within a win at the end of the season of, of winning this division going to the playoffs. And I know that you'll say, well, the division stunk, and they did. But you know what? How many years did you have to watch the Giants in the NFC East going up against Washington and Dallas and Philly and winning 9, 10, 11 games? The Giants went 11-5 and five one year and missed out on the postseason. This was the best division in the NFL for a long time. So, listen, is it bad now? Yeah, it's probably still the worst division of football, but that's okay. That's all right. I mean, listen, the, the American League East is not good right now. Is anybody saying, yeah, but the Yankees aren't that good? No, who cares? You deal with what you have in front of you. And if that means you're in a loaded division, then so be it. If it means you're in a bad division, then so be it. I don't really care. But I would be surprised if the Giants were a bad football team. I mean, their defense was good. They carried the day last year. They keep their defensive coordinator. They keep their best defensive player. Their secondary looks better. They add a Dory Jackson. I mean, this is, they should be, they, they, you have a full season of Xavier McKinney. You drafted guys that you think can get to the quarterback. I don't see any reason the Giants defense can't be equally good to what they were last year. You want to say they lost Dalvin Tomlinson? All right, I don't think it's the biggest loss in the world. All right, offensively, you tell me they're not better offensively than they were last year? You have Daniel Jones year three. You have Saquon Barkley for the full season healthy. You have Kenny Galladay, who, who, who's added to this team. You have Kadarius Toney, who's added to this team. And you have year two uh, of your left tackle, who can't be as bad as he was year one. And you have year two of your right tackle. And you get Nate Solder back. So I understand you lose Zeitler. I didn't think he was as great as I expected him to be. He was probably still your best offensive uh, lineman last year. But I'm telling you, either I'm completely mistaken or other people are, because I would be shocked if the Giants were a six-win team this coming season. Shocked. I think they're going to be good. Uh, and I think that you should have expectations. Because here's the thing, and this is, and I'm not making excuses, but I will tell you this, that there is almost a silver lining in this thing. And that is, if the Giants stink, and I would be surprised if they do, but if the Giants stink, say you win six games, you got to figure you're going to have a top seven pick, right? All right, so you got that. Now the Bears, you're going to have their pick. So, God forbid you look at Daniel Jones and you say, he's not the answer. He's not good. You can't believe in this guy. Then you're done. You move on. And now you're going to have a top seven pick and whatever the Bears are bringing to the table? Well, you know what? I like the Giants' chances of getting that future quarterback. Whether Russell Wilson says, I want out. Whether Aaron Rodgers says, I want out. Whether Deshaun Watson is now available. So, you either bring in the veteran or... You identify someone in the draft that you love and you move up and you get that guy. So even if things don't work out for the first time in a long time, 
I actually have confidence that the Giants are heading in the right direction, whether Gettleman is here or not. And I like what he did with the draft as well this season. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.